Deus semper maior. God is always greater. Deus semper maior. This consecrated Latin phrase has come to us down through the years to remind us that if ever we think we have figured out God, if ever we, we think that somehow God has done all he can do or that we have seen everything, even great miracles or, or great workings of God, Deus semper maior, God is always greater. And I think those words are especially important for us to remember when it seems that things are going badly, that God seems to be hidden. On this Sunday of which we begin the traditional season of Passiontide, we often cover our statues and crosses in purple to intensify our fasting, to now fast even from the beautiful images uh, that we would see. Comes from a tradition in which the, the gospel on this day in the extraordinary form, the Latin mass, talks of Jesus hiding himself. Jesus hid himself and went out of the crowd that was trying to kill him. It would seem to us at times when things are going poorly that perhaps Jesus has hidden himself from our sight. But God is always greater. It only seems that Jesus is hidden. And if it seems that he hides himself, it can only be because he desires to do something maior, something greater. We see that today, especially in our gospel. Lazarus is dead. Jesus says it plainly. He says, well, we will, we will go wake him. And the, the apostles think, well, if he's only sleeping, then he will be okay. But Jesus says clearly, Lazarus is dead. That's, that's the bad news. And why is it so important for us that, in fact, we know that Lazarus is dead? Well, because if Lazarus is not dead, if it's not really bad, and if we don't, in fact, recognize how bad the bad news is, then it, it cannot be that there is something greater. Deus semper maior. And at this point, the disciples, of course, have realized that Jesus has done all kinds of crazy stuff. He has healed all kinds of people, and they've seen this. They have seen Jesus you know, go and, and touch a leper and, and take away the leprosy and raise him up. They've seen a, a lame man lying on his mat, lowered through a, a roof, and Jesus heals his sins and speaks to him and raises him up. The apostles have seen Jesus just speak to a person that had a withered hand and he stretched out his hand and it was healed. They've seen a centurion come to him and say that his servant is at home sick and Jesus just say, your servant will be well and it happens. They've seen Jesus do all kinds of crazy stuff and it seems like he always surpasses their expectations, doesn't he? But Deus semper maior, God is always greater. Having seen all this, we have today's situation of poor Lazarus. Lazarus is sick originally, 
And Martha and Mary send word to Jesus that he should hopefully come and, and cure him. But notice they don't, they don't ask that Jesus would come and cure him. The word that is sent to Jesus is simply, Lord, the one you love is sick. And they know that just Jesus hearing those words, they know that he will do what is best. They know that not, not only is, is Lazarus beloved, but he is the one whom you love. And they send those exact words to Jesus. Jesus, the one whom you love is ill. And unless we, we think that there's any misunderstanding, Jesus knows that he is sick unto death. That is the meaning of the words that are sent. It is bad. They want Jesus to know, and they don't have to ask him, please come, please come heal him. They just assume that when Jesus hears that the one that you love is ill, that, that of course he'll come and he'll, he'll heal him. Or at least he will speak the words from afar like he did with the centurion and Lazarus will get well. They've, they've seen all this. They, they know that Jesus does stuff like this. So obviously if he does it for perfect strangers who it seems he doesn't even know, how much for his dear friend, Lazarus, and his two dear friends, Martha and Mary. They, they don't doubt for a second that Jesus will do something. But Deus Semper Maior, God is always greater. He's already done those things where he, you know, brings people back to health, where he makes the lame walk, where he cures sickness, blind people see. He's already done all that stuff. Why does Jesus then not go immediately to Martha and Mary, to Lazarus who is sick? We would think that the response would be, Lord, the one whom you love is sick. And we would think that the next words in the scriptures would be, therefore Jesus went in haste and cured Lazarus. Or therefore Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and prayed, Father, heal my friend Lazarus. And he was healed. That would be great. That would be incredibly great. But we know Jesus has done that, and Deus Semper Maior, God is not just great, but God is always greater. And so the fact that Lazarus is sick unto death is a chance for Jesus to do something Maior, something greater. So when they come to him and say, your friend Lazarus is sick unto death, the next words in scripture are, therefore Jesus remained where he was for two more days. Not what we would expect. It, it seems lesser, manor, doesn't it? It seems like Jesus is doing less for Lazarus than he did for everybody else. But Deus Semper Maior, God is always greater. And so there we come to Jesus's words. It's not that Lazarus is just sleeping normally. He, he says it plainly, no, Lazarus has died. He is dead. You can imagine the perplexity on the part of the apostles when they hear that. Imagine the sadness of Martha and Mary back at home when Lazarus dies and still know Jesus. Did, did our message not get through? Maybe, maybe the people we sent didn't get to Jesus. There would be all kinds of reasons to doubt. And in fact, when Jesus does come, there is incredible doubt. There is weeping, there is crying. It is a scene that we are all too familiar with at times of funerals when any of our loved one dies. Weeping, crying, 
And often, perhaps we, we think that, you know, if we just had more faith, you know, if we just believed a little bit more in the resurrection from the dead, then we wouldn't be so sad. Ah, look at, look at what happens when Jesus comes and he sees everyone weeping. We, we know in the past he's corrected people who maybe were weeping, like, why do you weep? He doesn't say that here. Notice that, that when Jesus comes and they come to him and say, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, we've seen you do this. Why not here? Why not for Lazarus? We don't, we don't understand. And Jesus does not correct them. He simply questions. Do, do you not believe that your brother Lazarus will live? And Martha Durga, yes, Lord, I know, I know, we've heard he, he will be raised on the last day and that's a good thing, but right now he's dead. Now what do we do? The last day, Lord, will be great, but I am sad right now. Deus semper maior, God is always greater. Here is the, the entrance for Jesus. No, no, you've heard right that on the last day, the dead will rise, very good, but you've missed something even greater, something maior. I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? That's the question put to us today. And it's hard to believe because they've seen Jesus sure, you know, raise this, this uh, son of the widow of Nain. So Jesus has raised someone from the dead, the, the daughter of, of Jairus, sure. But these are people who, who had just died. I mean, we could question, were they really dead? But Lazarus, we're told right away, when Jesus asked, where have you laid him? Like, Lord, it's been four days. There will be a stench. You know, by Jewish law, to be dead for three days means that someone was really dead. Because, no, without modern medicine, there, it was not unknown that sometimes someone would die and, and then, you know, a couple hours later come back to life. Well, okay, they were not really dead. But if someone was dead for three days, he was dead. Well, Lazarus is dead for four days. Let there be any doubt. And he is in the tomb for four days. And rightly, they say, Lord, there will be a stench. So there is no doubt that Lazarus is really dead. In this seemingly hopeless situation is the cause for Jesus to show the Deus Semper Maior. God is always greater. Because at this point, they're able to say, Lord, if you had been here, Lazarus would not have died. But even now, even now, even when it seems all hope is lost, we believe in you. So there is at least a little opening, I think, for faith. And Jesus goes to the tomb. He gives praise to God. Take away the stone, and they do. And he says those incredible words, Lazarus, come out. Jesus is speaking to a dead man. Dead men don't hear, but Lazarus hears. Lazarus, come out, and he does. Bound hand and foot with the burial bandages, and Jesus says simply untie him and let him go. Amazing. 
They use separate by or indeed. Jesus just raised from the dead a man who was dead for four days. Our lesson from this, brothers and sisters, is that despite whatever hopelessness we, we think we're in, Deus Semper Maior, the greatest hopelessness we can ever think of, the worst thing that we think could ever happen, death, is really just another occasion for God to do something greater. And notice that it is not that we poo-poo the reality of death. No, it's bad. When Jesus sees everybody weeping, he, he doesn't even correct them. The, the great wonder of all this is that it says that Jesus himself wept. This really was his friend Lazarus. We don't have to, to doubt that Jesus really did love Lazarus. Yes, he did. Probably more than, than you know, anybody else save John, the beloved apostle. This is his best friend. And he weeps that he's dead. So let us not think in our Christian faith that just because we know of the resurrection that somehow we can't be sad when there is real suffering and death. Absolutely we can. In fact, Jesus wept even though he knew that he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead in just a few minutes, Jesus wept. So don't, don't miss the reality of, of sin and suffering and pain in this world. No, no, without that, there really is nothing greater. There, there's, there's no miracle unless the bad is really, really bad. And here I might, I might add a, a little bit about the, the present coronavirus situation just for our meditation. You know, one of the, the most dangerous things about this, this virus is not just that it's, it's super contagious, but that people get it and they don't know that they have it. And hence, they, they go about their daily life just going on like everything's okay because they feel fine. And they don't know that they're, they're carrying this potential deadly virus and they spread it to all kinds of other people who don't know they have it until maybe several days later. That's what makes it so dangerous that you have it and you don't know you have it and you pass it on to others without even knowing it. Brothers and sisters, I, I would offer that sin, deadly sin, is a lot like that. It, it's not so much that we can't deal with sin. We know how to heal sin. If I know I'm in sin, I go to confession and I, I get forgiveness. I, I get absolution from the priest, praise God. If I know I need help, I go to the doctor. If I know I'm in serious sin, hopefully I go to the priest and I am healed. But how deadly is sin if we don't know that we have it? Notice that death is horrible, but everyone in the gospel knows if Lazarus is dead, there will be a stench. We will know it. And people know, stay away from a dead body. God knew what he was doing when he made rotting flesh smell so bad because it's dangerous for us to go around a corpse that we might, you know, catch some kind of infection. We don't go near dead corpses without embalming them and taking care of them. No embalming for Lazarus. He's dead in a tomb and they say, there will be a stench, we know he's dead. How many of us today are in fact dead and don't know it? There is the great gift in you know, knowing that we have a sickness where people with coronavirus don't know it and so they spread it to others. We have the great gift of these last two weeks of Lent, Passion Tide of knowing that in many ways we are dead. But Deus Semper Maior, if we're, if we're dead, it's just an occasion for God to do some greater miracle. He will take us dead in our sin and raise us as surely as he raised Lazarus from the dead. 
It doesn't matter if we've been dead four days or 40 years since our last confession. We're here in confessions. Look at the times on the website, we're still here. We don't have the need yet to do them as drive-by confessions because we're in the church. People can come, knock on the door, we'll hear confessions. If you've been dead for four days or 40 years, it's time to hear God say to you, come out, be healed, be raised from the dead. Deus Simpermeyer, God is always greater. Wherever you are at in your life right now, don't, don't think you have to minimize the reality of the suffering the difficulties, the problems, there are real problems. Lots of people are suffering right now from all kinds of things. No, no, that's real. Weep, cry, mourn, even raise your voice to God like Martha and Mary. Lord, if you'd been here, would this not have happened? Okay, we know God could do something right now. We, we saw the Pope just this week go out to an empty St. Peter's Square with the Eucharist and give the blessing to push back the pestilence of this virus. At that very moment, could Jesus cure the whole world? Absolutely, he could. And the only reason why he wouldn't, why he allows this to go on, is because Deus Semper Maior. God is always greater, and he desires to do something greater with this. And it might just be that he turns the whole faith of the world back to him, that families come back together and pray together, that people realize that this world is not all there is. As people start dying, people will realize that we can't put our faith in this world, that maybe we need to come together, that we miss the sacraments, that to have to fast from the Eucharist is an incredible sacrifice, to find it now that confession is more difficult to get to, that that's hard. Maybe it'll cause us to love the sacraments more, that absence will make the heart grow fonder, that we will desire our communities, that we will desire God, that we will appreciate our families. What could be greater than all that? What an incredible gift that could be. So let's acknowledge how, how bad it is. Good, if we don't do that, then the good news isn't good. So it's bad. But in the middle of that, let's remember that, that ultimate truth. What greater good does God want to bring out of this? If we think about that, then, then that could actually make us excited. We go through these last two weeks of Lent, Passion Tide, with our eyes fixed on a reality that we know is true. Easter is going to come, even if it's to an empty church. Uh, Easter will come, and that is greater. So let us, let us go forth for these last two weeks of Lent in the midst of pain and suffering, remembering that God wants to do something greater because Deus Semper Maior, God is always greater.